I regret everything. It's okay. Again, there's a whole bunch of stuff I regret. Most of it doesn't involve anything involved here, but still, there's a lot of stuff I regret. That's good. Like that hair dye you did that one time. Oh, man, oh, come see, on now. That's, that's, that's dirty pool right there. That was actually fun. Was that it was a good. Dirt, did a dirty pool cause the hair to turn that color? <laughs> yes, yes, it, yes, it did. Yes, uh, it did. All right. Yes, it did. Um, no, man, that was good. I mean, especially since I could pop that meme off on you. Yes, that's you really could. why. Yeah, I exactly. Love it. That's why you love it because you could <laughs> pop off the Frank Frank Ocean yeah, blonde. That was good. <laughs> you were locked on Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> Buzz City, what's up? Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. My name is not Edwards. I got Doug Branson with me. And for the second straight day, we got Steve Bob Force in the house, y'all. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Nice. Check us out on Twitter, though, at Walker Mail. He's off doing college football in Huntington, West Virginia, which I don't think any of us are very envious of no. him. When no. the pod dad is away... The, the Buzz will Boys will play. Buzz Boys! <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Not of the Scribe. Steve Bob Forrest at Steve Bob Forrest. That's correct. And then we got Doug Branson at Doug Branson LOH. Repping the LOH. Yes, yes. Repping the LOH. I'm glad he changed it from NBA, though. I'm very glad he yeah, changed it. Yeah, he does it from not him. play for the NBA. No, he does not play for the NBA. Not yet. Not yet. There's always time. You still have eligibility, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is already bad. First, we got first we got to talk about the reports that Kemba Walker is getting anyone that's trying to trade for him right now is getting stonewalled from basically the Charlotte Hornets. Mitch Kupchak. Is there any real surprise to this? Because I'm not I'm not sensing any surprise from y'all two. Any surprise? No, I mean I hadn't heard that report yet. What is that that came out today or something? So this is from NBC Sports report. Teams inquiring about Hornets Kemba Walker getting. Shot down. Nice. Good. Shot down. Well, he's playing amazing right now, and they're trying to, I mean, the All-Star game's coming. That was kind of the thing the whole time, right? We were saying that he wouldn't be traded before that because. No, it, it wouldn't make sense. That's and we're a, doing well. Like, the thing is, they're 500. They're one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. You're talking about the second score, highest scoring team in the league. Maybe even the highest scoring team after Golden State got shellacked last night. Yeah, they're they're done, man. Golden State sucks. <laughs> Well, side note, <laughs> you know, they're out of here. They finally lost one. No, but I mean, it, uh, the the fact that what a weird time to be calling around for Kemba, though, right? They're like, that's that's bad business. Where you're like, I'm gonna I want to buy at the highest possible point. Well, no, that's like good. the guy's playing amazing right now. He's gonna re- you have to figure he's gonna regress a little bit at some point. So, but this isn't the only time that teams have inquired sure. about trading for Kemba Walker. There were reports last season that plenty of teams had interest. In Walker's services to help their playoff chances, uh, but the you know Michael Jordan famously you know came out to the to the Charlotte Observer and said we're not trading Kemba Walker unless we get an All Star level talent back in exchange AKA, or Kawhi Leonard, which he said, which I'm surprised he didn't get fined for. And that could have been Kawhi Leonard last year. We didn't know if he was going to be. Yeah, good we didn't know. Or not, but now now he seems like he's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He would have been a nice addition. For I, <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Nice exactly. Pool. Yeah. Exactly. I listened to yesterday's pod back, and when Walker said about he's talking about trading faults for Kawhi, I'm like, can you f- imagine <laughs> Kawhi the way he's playing right now with Embiid the way he's playing right now? I, I'd rather not think about that, considering that's tonight's game. That would have sure. not been yeah. fun at all, considering. 
what happened in Toronto. Right, that right. Was, that was not good. But whenever we talk about Kimba Walker trade rumors, or in this case, a rumor that uh, that they don't want to trade him, it's always a reflection of what we what we think the franchise is is trying to do. And in this case, they seem to be committed to making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they should. I mean that's the thing. The rebuild the rebuild model, as we're finding out, is showing significant flaws. So if you're going to talk about rebuilding, you're going to be talking about getting rid of at least a Batum contract, if not a Marvin contract, if not a MKG contract, something that's going to help them financially considering that, you know, there's no real, like, rebuild. Okay, but let me play devil's advocate here, Nada. They are only 6-5 and five to start the season. They mm-hmm. do lead the Southeast Division, but it is because the Southeast Division has played so poorly and they've taken losses to Milwaukee and Philadelphia, both playoff teams. True. So it's they have gotten off to a decent start, but it's not like the playoffs are guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. Shouldn't they be at least exploring their options if this season were to turn south all of a sudden? I don't disagree with you on that. The one thing I would tell you, though, honestly, is if we're going to start talking about trading him, let's wait a month. Because I think you're going to have a better idea of where you're at before January 1 anyway. Because as we've said, January 1 is when the schedule gets real. But I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those people that thinks, okay, let's at least explore it now. now. Again, drive the price up while he's still very, very hot. He'll still be probably hot in a month. So why not just at this point hold out? Let's see if we can drive the price up. Let's see if we can make this interesting. And then after that, then you know what? If December comes around, they go, they do horribly this month. Okay, at least let's start now considering it before January, where you know you're not going to get any kind of value whatsoever. And to Doug's point, I mean, they, yeah, they, I'm very optimistic about the season, to be honest with you. I mean, the team's fun is exciting. They're scoring a lot of points, which has not been obviously a Hornets thing under Clifford. Um, so it's just fun. And I don't know why you'd want to do that to your fan base at this point right now, especially if they're not doing as, like, they could, things could go south. But things could go a lot better. I mean, a lot of those games, we had, what, two or three now that are that are the classic Hornets, uh, three points or less losses, right? So if you, if you flip that, you, this team could be in you know, second or third. I'll push back a little bit on that for accuracy's sake. I mean, they were a, a top half of the league offense last season. It was defense and ability to close out close games that they, they, they didn't really get a handle on. You know, I just talk from the dumb fan perspective. You talk from you the know, gut, man. You talk from the gut. Yeah, I don't believe in stats or science <laughs> or rules. I just I just believe in ball, baby. Uh, no, but I mean... my. Let's Thank you, Fergie. Um, no, my, yeah, the, okay, sure. B- bring in stats for it's your point. It's different. No, but, but you're the thing right. is, the my point, offense is different. That my point is, it's exciting to watch them. It's really fun. So that's fine. I mean, there's always Zion Williamson, right? Have we talked about Zion we are on the show yet? We're not going to get a shot at Zion. But we can still talk about him because no, let's he, talk about he demands to be talked about. Yes. Young LJ vibes. Yes, very. I mean, me and you were talking in the elevator, weren't we? Like, yes. We were in the elevator Zion. for a few hours together, yeah. <laughs> just it's going a up great, and down. It's a great place to talk, generally. <laughs> exactly. Like, we don't have a water cooler, so we just yeah, go Exactly. Elevator. We don't have a water cooler. So we were talking in the elevator about Zion, and like we were talking about just how he reminds us so much of LJ. Yeah. And everyone's trying to compare him to LeBron, and I'm like, no. whoa, whoa, no. His handle's not good enough. A little bit of camp, maybe. 
Yeah, actually, a little bit of young really Kemp. Good one. Yeah, that's a really a little good bit of young Kemp. His handle's not good enough yet because I saw some flashes of of ball handling skills. He was taking guys off the dribble from the three point line and and finishing at the rim. And it's just that effect of like a, a two hundred and eighty pound guy coming at you, a nineteen year old who's two hundred and eighty pounds. You're just like, I don't know, I don't know what to do to stop this. You know? Do you don't y'all feel sorry for the first guy that tries to take a charge on him? Oh my God! It, well, you know who'll do it is Kemba though. He'd ste- he'd step in there. That guy's always looking for the charge. Yeah, th- thank That's you. That's why you can't. I, I have out. nightmares. <laughs> I have nightmares in my head on yeah. that one. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, no. Well, I mean, you can watch the high school videos of him. Obviously, already legendary. But there's plenty of them where it's like these kids that are like it's just like some 14 year old white freshman kid. Trying to, and he just jumps over him. It's insane. So, but he's doing it against. And him. then the video at the end is dedicated to that. Kid right. Yeah. It goes fades to black and white. And he look. gives me the same feeling that those videos online where people like let spiders crawl all over them. When I watch Zion, I'm like, Nah, I'm good. I, I like, I can't. That's it's too good. Like it's too good. It's it's it reminds me of the the series that LeBron had against Detroit early on in his career. When I it was the first moment when I was like. Oh, cool. This guy, you can't stop this guy. Right. No, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. You can help keep making the Daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. Enter into our contest for free bobbleheads and tickets and get access to our content before anybody else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making the best Hornets talk in Charlotte, y'all. Coming up, we have, speaking of Patreon, we have one of the funniest questions I've ever seen on Patreon. Whoa. Nice. Keep it locked here for Locked on Hornets, y'all. This is Locked on Hornets. You know, Golden State spent almost a minuscule amount of time with zero of their starters out on the floor. They had at least one out there the entire just time. Yeah, four Hall of Famers. Yeah, they do. And so <laughs> you just you put just them have, anywhere. You just have one out Stack there. Stack them up. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back into the Locked on Hornets podcast. My name is Nada Edwards. I got Doug Branson with me and the homie Steve Bob Forrest Yo. in the house. No pod dad. No, no pod, pod dad. Worst you, behavior Walker. radio. <laughs> we, I said earlier in the first segment that we have one of the funniest questions basically I've ever seen from a Patreon user. We need more of these funny questions right now. I'll build up. Let's see it. Patreon From Patreon. Do you think Dwight Howard took the Hornets playbook to D.C.? And shared it with the Wizards in in hopes that they'd use it. Shout out Lamont for this question. I didn't put it in the rundown. I apologize. Lamont with that question. Lamont with literally one of the funniest questions I've seen. The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. (laughs) Took the Hornets playbook to the the Wizards. Yeah, exactly. Steve Clifford's probably not too happy with him. But hey, look, we are. And the Wizards are what? They're 2-8 and right now? They're 2-8. and I don't know. But they're getting killed. I'll tell you that I think what he took with him was Dwight Howard's. Basketball skills. <laughs> I mean, the Dwight Howard stink 
is on that team. The Wizards are 24th in offense right now. They are 28th in defense, and and they might lose by double digits to the Duke Zions. But they are like first. They just in, might get killed. First in gummy bears per square inch of locker room. I'm I'm sure it's gummy bears and farts. They're all good on. Yeah, and skittles too. Yeah, skittles, butt injuries. Meanwhile, the Hornets are fifth in offense. That sounds better. And 11th in defense right now. Really. Man, that is actually surprising. I didn't realize we were that good on defense. Um, yeah, neither did I. Again, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm not a fan of their defense. Well, right I now. think they, they've racked up a few good performances defensively against bad teams. They held, uh, they held Atlanta in check. Um, and they had a surprisingly good, well, not a surprisingly good defensive performance against Philadelphia because we know coming up in your preview yesterday, you mentioned how you know bad Philadelphia's offense is to start, which is... A little surprising, a little not when you consider their weak bench. But they've they've held teams in check defensively. It's been moments, I feel like, for the Hornets that and and especially that bench lineup is sort of Jekyll and Hyde with their defense. Sometimes Very they come so. out tight and sometimes they come out and uh, they're giving up a lot of points. And it's one of those things like the Toronto game, for example, we'll just use that one. Like that bench is just so strong that defensively they're not going to be able to hang. Well, and benches like Philly, that's going to be the ones that are going right. to be the ones you feast on. Well, and it's like Detroit is like they're playing lights out to start the season. Eight and one, nine and one, right? Um, Detroit? So, I'm sorry, uh, Toronto. So, I mean, that's that you're going to get that's that's the where the cream rises to the top. That team is clearly better than us. But I think, like I was saying, a lot of these games, it's like this team is showing flashes of future greatness, I think. Like if Bridges and Monk continue to develop like they've like they've shown like monk has has one of the best fourth quarter ratings of anybody in the league like he's like top five in points and top five got, in efficiency yeah um, number one on the hornets too right if i'm not mistaken and so and and i love the young core i love the way that willie plays with monk um so i mean i i think i could see this team being a year away from being very good honestly that's the that's the optimism side of it i guess one more thing we have a bonus Again, you it's just, a bonus question. It's whoa. Friday. Bonus. It's Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. I wanted to get all of the questions from the weekly question thread on Patreon on the show. So yes, we have a bonus question. Okay, so this one from Jeff with a G. He's asking a request of you, sir. Doug. Okay. He's asking, can we get the Eric Collins saying "uh-oh" before Miles Bridges' tomahawk added to the soundboard? Oh my God, that's it. You know, it's a lot of work. It's really complicated yeah, to get things on the soundboard. Okay, let's do it. Uh-oh. <laughs> here's the like full. It. Here's the full call. E-M-L-I. Uh-oh. Oh. oh. Miles Bridges, bring it down. We got to get the oh my on there too. Uh-oh. Right? I need that full call one more time, man. Miles Bridges. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, my. oh my. Bridges, bring it down. That makes you feel some kind of way. I, it I makes me feel like the weekend's coming, baby. Yes, Uh-oh. it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, I love it. Uh, can we get it not dropped that many times? <laughs> no, no, no. Doug's no, no, no. got a new toy over there now. I, I'm loving it. I don't know about you. I love the whole thing, man. That was great. I had, like, this is, <laughs> to our point yesterday, we were talking about, like, uh, the question yesterday was about why are the, the Hornets like trending more on Twitter and stuff. I had four friends, four different NBA friends text me about the Bridges dunk. And that has never happened on any Hornets thing ever. Like people were like, oh my God. I By love the way, I love when people name Jeff, spell it with a G. Joff. <laughs> I love it. I think it's in my top 
I'd say it's in my top five of common name respellings. So coming up after the break, we'll get the other four of Doug's. I could, name I, I could probably, yeah, I could probably just get, they should go just off, come the off the dome. Let's yeah. do it. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> find out next. Find out, find out on the next. Segment. I could do it off the dome. Uh, I mean, I won't here. <laughs> we are coming to you from the getaber.com studios in uptown Charlotte. If you're needs, if you're in sales and you need help, Visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing that they want you to do, make more sales. Coming up, we got some more NBA Roundup, and Doug's going to give us the other four names. Keep it locked here on the Locked on Horn Show. Uh-oh. This is Locked on Hornets. And I'm, I have plenty of hurricane snacks. Went out and bought some Chex Mix. <laughs> yeah. Which What kind of Chex Mix? This savory, it was a savory Chex Mix. There's you're a an, lot you're, of cheese going on in that Chex oh, Mix. You're an expert on Chex Mix, correct, right? Well, I, just I'm, trail mix. I'm very particular about my trail mix. I'm what not as particular, particular about, about my Chex, Chex Mix. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Last segment for the weekend before the weekend hits, and we got a couple of games. But the national nightmare is over, Doug. The national nightmare is over. We are televising the all-star draft. Finally. Oh, we've waited for this for almost a year. I know. Again, it was just on the minds of everybody. Right. No matter what you saw, televise the draft. Televise the televise draft. Televise the draft. Well, we all voted on that on tu- on Tuesday, so... I wonder if it was an embarrassment for Steph Curry, this whole situation, because I think LeBron James was pretty clear that he wanted it to be televised from the jump, and they didn't. Steph Curry was the other participant in that all-star draft, and while Steph didn't come out and necessarily, I don't know if he had anything on the record that said he didn't, but it was pretty clear. Steph was in a worse position, right, because he he, LeBron was in one position. Steph, on the other hand, had – nine teammates that he had to choose from. He was going to hurt one of his f- Hall of Fame teammates' feelings if he had. Like here, here's There's the too thing. many warriors. Here's the thing. How much do you really want to deal with Draymond Green on a day-to-day basis? Zero percent. Like, in that, you mean to tell me i got to spend some of my time off with him? No. Nah. Like that, well, that, I get it from Steph's perspective. He showed up on the shop? I mean, he did show up on the shop. And, I mean, literally, it would have been LeBron would have picked Draymond, and then we would have had a whole bunch of, like, Internet articles at some point saying LeBron's gonna LeBron and Draymond are gonna treat team up like that's gonna be some kind of super team. Yeah, yeah. Well, who was the who was the guy everyone was saying like was oh like Lamarcus Aldridge or something? And they're like, we know who's gonna go last. It's gonna be one of those guys. Exactly. Like I, again, I'm here for the draft. I'm here for the petty. I love the petty. Yeah. Steph is so brand conscious that you know what he's not necessarily gonna do it, and I don't necessarily blame blame him at all. Um, yeah, I'm I'm already ready for who's gonna be get picked last. That's that's all I care about. I just want to know who goes last because that'll be. You funny. say that until Kemba's the one that's picked last. Nah, he won't be last. Then we're gonna be. It's it's in Charlotte. They're gonna pick him up in the first round. Yeah, you. I say mean, not that the first now. round, but you say that now. Like, you know what? I just like this conversation because you're guaranteeing he's in the All Star game, and I like that. Well, you know what. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, you would definitely put him in right now for sure. Also, during during the NBA, again in the NBA blogosphere, friend of mine, Tom Haberstroh, had an article on Steph and how he's changing the game. Steph is changing it in similar to ways that MJ did. Now, granted, there have been some others that think that it's closer to Shaq than Dan Levitard being one of them. 
where just Shaq was just the, the gravity of Shaq and what he did. That's a good way to put it. He, he has his own gravitational pull. Yes, <laughs> but I think that Habistro's point here is that he's changing it in a different way from Shaq because you really didn't see a lot of Shaqs popping up after Shaq. True. MJ changed the way that people like kids played, played the game yeah. yeah, coming up into the NBA, and, and that you're seeing that across AAU and college basketball. You're seeing more Steph-like products. Yeah, and that drives a whole bunch of AAU coaches crazy. I know a couple. <laughs> yeah. They're like, look, we got to keep this within 25 feet, y'all. Right. We can't do these 30-foot shots. Let's well, the crazy thing is, like, as a kid, like, you know, there's a certain point where it's like, it's not a good shot. Like, you... These guys are huge athletes, you know, and they're they're grown men and strong. It's like it's pretty hard to shoot that far away accurately until you have you're like in a grown person's body, you know. That that's very true, very true. But like again, thank thankfully to Doug and his like crack research, he gave me a stat line of all the guys that are shooting. Oh, here like, comes with the stats again. Yes, yes, stats. I know you hate it, but still, we got to <laughs> go into it. We got to be numbers confuse me. That's all it is. Numbers confuse a whole hell of a lot of people, Steve. You're not alone. Thank you. <laughs> but you got people like Joe Harris shooting 55. Yeah, so this is the, the three-point field goal percentages for players who have shot 50 attempts already. And okay. by the way, 10 years ago, it would have taken a lot longer into the season for sure. players to have attempted well, 50 attempts. And before you get into that, I just looked it up yesterday, and Kemba's like only eight behind Steph, which is right. crazy. Well, That's- and, and it's part of what is turning Kemba into a possible all NBA. Right. Yeah. Selection. It's his volume. Yeah. It's it's volume and and it's you know it's his increased accuracy as well. He's shooting over 40%. Give us the rundown now. All right. So Joe Harris of all people is leading with, with 50 attempts this early in the Spoken season. Spoken Joe. That's like one of the least basketball names ever too. Joe Harris. No, that's Joseph a double Harris. No, that's a double dribble name. That's absolutely a double dribble name. 55% <laughs> from the arc. 55%. Steph, obviously, 49.2. On 126 attempts. Now, see, to me, that sounds like a lot of attempts and a high percentage. This guy might be, this kid might have something. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I mean, you might be right about that. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Who else we got? Danilo Gallinari on 56 attempts is at 48%. The rooster. The rooster, yes. Marcus Morris is number four at 48 Another guy you don't want to mess with ever. No, ever, you don't ever, ever, ever want to see that guy. Ever, yeah. ever. I'm not. I'm not talking bad about that man. 54 attempts. We love you, Marcus, yes. and your brother. Whichever one of you is around, we don't want no. We don't want smoke. No, no, we're we are not <laughs> in search of smoke from Marcus Mars. But yeah, these are guys that you just would not have seen as three point specialists, right? Even five years ago, Marcus Morris, Gallinari. Covington, Carl Anthony Towns is shooting above 40% Blake. on I'm surprised nights. he's had that Blake many. Griffin. I mean, that's it. They, well, Blake yep. Griffin, total transformation of his shot. Sure, yeah. And he started doing that a couple of years ago. Uh, with Because I, I remember that was like a preseason thing one of those years. They're like, Blake's shooting threes now. And everyone's like, bah, yeah, right. And then, you know, it's part of his game. Ironically, one name I did just now saw, Luka Doncic. Right? Whoa, baby boy. He's looking great out there. He's I think shooting- this kid might be good, too. <laughs> Look at Doncic. How's that Marvin Bagley going for the Kings? Anyway, he's actually shooting well. All right, he's actually shooting well. It's just he's not going to be Luca. You guys want my top five? Yes, I do want. uh, Well, the four. I mean, we already obviously got Jeff with a G. Jeff with a G is up there. I would say that's going to be number five. Number five, Jeff with a G. Mm -hmm. Hey, number four, Jenny with an I. 
Yeah. Number three, is this going to surprise a lot of people? Did not, I, I know a lot of people did not expect this one to be this high, but how about Michael with a Y? Whoa! That, I am shocked. I can't handle two more names. Like Michael with a Y. Who that is, is like, just who is, primo. Which, yeah. which Michael with a Y was that? Michael Thompson? Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right, how about this one? Carl with a K. That seems like, is that, are we allowing that? Because I feel like. Well, with Carl Anthony Towns, it's okay. With the Carl other, Malone. yeah, yeah, we ain't yeah. gonna talk about him. I think the classic him. spelling is with a C. Carl Weathers, that was a C. Carl Winslow, Carl, yeah, Carl Weathers was a C, and Carl Winslow was a C, I believe it was. Well. Yes, it was. I th- but we're split fifty fifty here. No, no, no. Here's the thing, guys. Phillip chime with, in, Phillip guys. With, call in now and let Phillip us know. Philip with one L is at number at number one. Love, love the one L, Philip. That's actually a uh, Philip. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Jeez. And then we have Philip Phillips. He went double names, and yeah, it's sure. Like and Wilson Phillips. Phillips. <laughs> Is that where you going to? <laughs> Woo! It's a All fun right. Friday. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back here to recap Philly game on Monday, and I guess we'll see you all then on Monday. Some Shout out Lindsay with an A. Barely missed the cut. Someday somebody's going to turn around. Till that time, right? <laughs>